Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon. It's a company founded by Joe Ross. He's a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army assistant, uh, former Army um, soldier, I'm sorry, and um, you know, a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. And uh, you know, Joe Ross ha- is in our archives, uh, and so is uh, Pat Work. And uh, if you guys check out our interviews with those two guys in our archives, this is what we're going to have one of their their teammates on. Kevin Zarnecki joins us, a linebacker, uh, captain of the 1993 Black Knights football team or the Cadets football team at the time. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks, Sal. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. And uh, Joe and Pat Worker, great Americans. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that later. But uh, first off, we usually start out about kind of your journey to West Point, a little recruiting story, so to speak. You know, I write, I'm writing recruiting stories still to this day about kids who, um, you know, kind of their path to West Point. And it's usually a pretty unique experience most of the time. I'm wondering, uh, you know, what your path was to West Point and how they discovered you. Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. And I have got a really fun story about how I ended there. So my father was a 28 year army reservist. So service to our country was something that was first and foremost uh, in my mind, as I pursued a path to division one football, I was recruited by many of the Mac teams being from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, But once the uh, West point and actually Annapolis got interested, things really got really interesting. And so Actually, the most entertaining, fun uh, recruiting trip I took was to Annapolis. Annapolis is a great city. The Naval Academy is an amazing place. Um, But I just didn't connect. It just wasn't for me. And when I went to West Point, uh, actually, my host, believe it or not, is was Anthony Noto, who was the uh, senior, now the the CEO of SoFi. Uh, He was actually my host. And (laughs) He took me, and I think he would recall this as well, he took me for a walk out on, onto the plane. It was a snowy day uh, in West Point, as you can imagine. And I'll never forget, there were like these three or four uh, deer that we came across the plane, and it changed my life. Uh, it was like, this is the place I'm supposed to be. This is a sign that I'm supposed to be here. And I really connected with the academy and its values. And... I realized that it was the past of the path of most resistance. And that's what drew me there because I knew it was going to be difficult. I knew it was going to be hard. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I've never regretted that decision to this day. Hmm. When you first start, I mean, I don't know if you can recall your first days at West Point at Beast Barracks or stuff, but it did it meet those expectations. Was it as hard at first for you or? Were you prepared for what you were going to face at the beginning? or I don't think you could ever be prepared for it. As an 18-year-old uh, graduate, you know, obviously you've excelled at the highest level, at the high school level. You've exceeded expectations both academically and athletically. And you show up at West Point and you are the lowest of the low, right? And that's exactly what it's meant to do. It's meant to break you down so that they can ultimately build you back up into a great leader of soldiers, uh, airmen, and and seamen. And and it it really does that. It really exceeds expectations. Um, You know, you're a high school hero, and you show up there, and you are a nobody. And that is a humbling position to be in, but I can understand the process, and I absolutely respect it to this day. 
Yeah, we talked to a lot of uh, former players who who maybe have gone the prep route, the Army prep route. I don't know if you went. Were you a director now? I was direct, actually. Um, not because my, my my academics were so superior, um, but I just I want I I asked Coach Young at the time to go direct. Uh, probably looking back at it today, I know that it's regularly acceptable that everybody goes to the prep school because it makes total sense. It's a redshirt year. Um, I didn't have that opportunity. And looking back at it, I probably should have. But uh, no, I was direct. Yeah, I, I we talked to uh, former players who maybe went to Army prep or even went direct, and sometimes they're like, uh, you know, they have these moments early in their um, West Point time where they say, uh, they call home, they say, hey, this is not for me, you know, uh, after a few weeks or so. It doesn't seem like you were one of those guys. I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, um, my family, <laughs> um, my father told me, who's now passed away, he told me when I stepped out of the, the motorhome and I walked into our day on January, July 2nd, 1990, he said, once you go in, you don't come out. Hmm. And there was so like a lot of things in my life, there was no, you know, burn, you hear a lot of folks say burn the boats, don't have a plan B because you want to deliver on plan A. And that's exactly what we did. Um, I called my, I love, this is a funny story. Uh, my mother sees this, she's going to be pissed at me, but anyways, I'll tell it anyways. I called my mom. I was uh, four days into our day and uh, no, excuse me. I was four weeks into our day and I was having a tough go and I was kind of sobbing on the phone and my mom, as any mother would do, was, you know, her heart was broken for her son and he was going through it tough. He was becoming a man. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, and so she was really torn up about that. And I called a couple of weeks later because remember back in those days, we didn't have cell phones. We had to go into the phone booths to use and, and dial the actual numbers. <laughs> and uh, I called back. My father answered and he said, don't ever call here and cry to your mother ever again. Be a man, grow up, and go do what's right. And that's just kind of how my Army experience happened. That's it, right? After that, you know, you just put your head down and, 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 you, and you grind, right? That's it. You just grind. Yeah. Yeah. What was uh, – do you remember what freshman uh, – your freshman year was like as far as on the football side a bit? I know right, you, you're exactly. – it's actually a good question because uh, I had a unique freshman year. I actually had a catastrophic injury my freshman year. I had uh, two uh, fractured vertebrae in my in my um, in my neck, and I actually went to Walter Reed. Hmm. And I came back, and um, you know there was a big question of whether or not they were going to let me play. And so this is this is chronicled in one of the programs from the from the year of 1993, but. Um, I actually had a, uh, I had a really bad stinger problem in my shoulder and they discovered two fractured vertebrae. So I basically sat out my freshman year, my, uh, spring of 1991, I was, uh, fitted with a stinger brace on my shoulders, which you can see on my playing pictures that I wore ever since. And, uh, frankly, I never looked back, hmm. uh, started my sophomore year and, uh, was a three-year starter and, Frankly, I'll be honest with you, Sal, without football, West Point would have been a really, really difficult place for me to be. Uh, football was our release. It was our fun time. 
it took our minds off of all the other things that were going on, whether they be in the classroom or whether they be on the battlefield. Because remember, we are uh, when uh, when I, when we were there, we were the class of uh, uh, Black Hawk Down was was going on in Somalia, and uh, you know stuff was real. I mean, it was real. Combat was real, and having football in a release uh, was uh, was really the thing that got got a lot of us, to include me, through the academy. Yeah, and when you when you say that you're able to uh, fight battle your way through, so to speak, or find a, a way to keep on playing, that that's got to be a, a big deal to you because yeah, you have the background, you have your dad being a reservist in the army, but yet you you want your your experience, so to speak, right? You want to have your experience at West Point, and sure. you you didn't want that taken away from you, I imagine, and you know to have and to have the just the impact that you were able to have, not only to come back and play football, right. But just have the impact that you were able to have on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, let's, let's give you, let's give you some flowers here. You're still number four in uh, all time tackles on the, on the, on the army uh, list uh, with 352, I think. And yep. I mean, that that's being in a lot of plays, Kevin, during your three years, you know? And so uh, that must've been just being able to continue to play, but also to be able to have a, an impact on the field must have been pretty important too. No, it was, it was tremendous. I mean, you really, you know, it's not like, so I, my, I have two daughters, exactly what I deserve. One goes to Oklahoma, one goes to Georgia. Um, so they understand big time football and certainly West Point's not at that level, but this week, Army, Navy, we're as, we're, 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 we're as, as important as anybody else in the college football playoff. And to have that experience, back to your question, and to play at a high level against folks that played in the NFL from Boston College and North Carolina and Duke was meant the world to me, and it's something that I still cherish to this day. No doubt. I mean, before we talk about maybe uh, your, your your fondest memories of an Army football player, I always like to ask, like you mentioned, like the, the, the competition you guys had to face, and I always like to ask who might have been like the best or the toughest player you ever went up against in your army career? Would you say <laughs> that's a great question? I wish I would have prepped for it. Um, so Natron means, yeah, uh, running back from North Carolina, played at the NFL, played for the Chargers, was a great player. In fact, we practiced. I remember leading up to the week in which we were going to play him, we actually had two defenses called Natron two, Natron four. Uh, so that tells you what a what an impactful player he was, and then. His name is escaping me. Um, I played against uh, the center for Boston College, um, who was the center for John Elway's two Super Bowls. Oh wow! And uh, he kicked this. Well, I can't. I can't. He uh, he gave me a tough day. <laughs> he gave me a tough day. Uh, and uh, it was, but I, you know, I, I it's a sense of pride when you play against the elite folks. Yeah. Um, you can consider yourself a little bit elite on yeah. those days. Um, and, and certainly I cherish those days against Boston College, North Carolina, um, some of the best games we've ever played. It's something that, you know, this year where Army played three power fives, right? They played Boston College, uh, LSU, and Syracuse. Now with the move to the AAC, you're really only going to get one of those games a season. So those, especially now, the players of the future Army are really, really going to cherish those times where they have to go against the – the top competition. Yeah. They might face them in a bowl game, right? If, sure. if, if army can have a successful season, but now we'll see maybe the Notre Dame's pop up on the schedule. And, you know, I know they had games scheduled out with some pretty, pretty elite teams. So we'll have to see how that goes, but back to your, um, 
back to your career. I mean, what what are some of the your your, your fondest memories at, as an Army football player? I'm I mean, I, I'm some of them may center around like this week in the Army Navy game, which we want to talk about. What what was some some of your fondest memories? Yeah, sure. Beating Navy three times is a big deal, right? It's something that I still talk about today. If I run into a Navy grad or I run into another West Pointer, we talk about how many times you beat Navy. That's a huge deal. And it, it's meaningful, right? I mean, it's 30 years ago, so it means a lot. Um, so that's obviously a huge a fond memory of mine. I remember playing down in, at uh, Duke and our the, the, the game was delayed because of weather. And, you know, I just remember being so proud of how tough, disciplined and 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 uh, grind the West Point team was. I mean, I think about guys like Kevin Muir, who's a dear friend to this day, Clay Smith, Tony Sima. I mean, you look to your left and you look to your right, there was no give up in anybody. And those are um, things that I don't know that everybody experiences in their life. Um, and to this day, those friendships still matter. But man, oh man, when we were on the battlefield, what we called the football field, there was nobody giving up at any cost. And that is something that I think is, is, uh, has been valuable for me to this day. Um, and those are the memories that I remember. I mean, like I said, playing against Boston College with Pete Mitchell and, and all of the NFL talent, as well as beating Navy, playing on the road at Wake Forest, playing on the road at Duke, playing on the road at Carolina. I mean, these were big time college programs, which is exactly what we all aspired to do when we won, when we signed up to play Division One football. It was super exciting. Um, you know, one of the fondest memories, and we talked a little bit about this when we prepped yesterday, when Pat Malcolm, who is a dear friend of mine just down the road here in Atlanta, kicked the winning field goal in the 90-92 game twice from yeah. 45 yards plus yeah. was absolutely thrilling. Yeah, uh, 12 seconds left. Uh, you were involved in two really close games, uh, two really close Army-Navy games, 25-24 that year and 16-14 your senior year. And, I mean, they're coming down to the last kicks. It's kind of like last year where, you know, they're going to the double overtime and, you know, go line stand and a Quinn Moretzky kick and the Army goes comes off with a victory. I don't know if that brought up memories for you. 100%, for frankly, not to, not to be apropos, but I was there. I was in Philly. I was there with my – with my very best friend, Tony Sima. And, you know, the whole game was kind of back and forth, back and forth. And the fact that an Army-Navy game, and I think I have this right, Sal, hold me to it, yeah. has never gone to overtime yeah. until last year is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Given how close those games were. But, no, to your point, you know, in the 93 game, um, I remember at halftime we were winning nine to nothing. And I'm like, this is too easy. We come out in the second half. Rick Roper takes us down. We score, right? Another seven, 16 to nothing, right? And yeah. then the floor drops out. <laughs> and I, I'm frankly accountable. I'm the captain of the defense. And we give up 14 straight points. We can't do anything, right? Yeah. And then they drive right down our face again, right? They get down to like the four-yard line. And um, what's his name? Benetary? Ben, uh, anyways, the Navy kicker, he's yeah. got an 18-yard field goal to win the Army-Navy game, and he kicks it wide right. Yeah. And it's just, like, incredible um, that we snuck out with that. 14 to not 16 to nothing, 
We give away two touchdowns. They drive it right down on us again. And it's just like, you know, things are meant to be that are meant to be. And he's a freshman and I'm a senior. So I'm going to take that one. Yeah. You probably, I'm guessing um, that singing second, that gate after that game had to be incredible. Yeah. Navy kicker was uh, Bonacary, spelt wrong. Yeah. Um, Must have been special singing second after your, your last game, your senior year, and pulling a game out like that. Uh, there's nothing there's nothing that compares to it um, when, you know, and it's kind of it's a metaphor on life, right? Like never, ever give up. Even when things are going as wrong as they can possibly go, you never, ever give up. And that's what that game was all about. That game was all about just stay in it, stay in the game, continue to play. You never know what's going to happen. And who would think that? I think it was 18 yards. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. it was 20 some yards, but it was really close. <laughs> and uh, and he missed it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll we'll take. You got to take the good with the bad. And sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. How much do you watch that moment over every once in a while, or no? Or do you can you just replay it in your head, so to speak? I can see it like it was yesterday in my head. I don't need to see the videos, even though we do every once in a while. I think they did a throwback Thursday on YouTube a yeah. couple years ago, and it was the '93 game. And uh, when I watch those videos and I look at how how that game played out, I I can I can 30 years ago I can see it like it was yesterday. Wow. It's pretty uh, – that's a pretty special moment, right, for you. And now to be an alum and watch um, the Black Knights have some pretty good success in the CISD-CIC games. Uh, I I researched, like, they're going for their sixth win in the last four years, six six and two in CISD games if they beat beat Navy. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. You know, if they if they beat Navy, that'd be their sixth win in the last four years. It's a lot of success, and you know, knowing you had that success over Navy with your three wins in four years, it's got to be pretty fun to watch this team the way they compete and play in these games, right? Listen, I tell my I tell anybody who who will listen to me, these teams in this last kind of five six years, they are so talented. We they would have beat us by fifty points. <laughs> <laughs> They're excellent. I mean, they're disciplined, they're hard-nosed, they're super talented. I'm just so impressed at how fast they are. Um, it's been really fun to watch. And it's actually, you know, we as an alumni and, you know, a lot of people associate us with Army football, it's really nice to have a team that you're proud of, yeah. that you can associate with, and that frankly wins. And I'll just I'll be honest, I sent a being here in the Southeast – in Atlanta, obviously SEC country, there's a lot of, you know, college football playoff talk and Georgia, Alabama and all that. And I just sent a text out to all my buddies today. And I said, the college football playoffs don't matter. What matters this week is a trip to the white house. Very, very true. Very true. Yeah. It puts things in perspective. Certainly, you know, like I'm going on social media saying Florida state should be in Florida state should be in. Uh, maybe they were my favorite team back in the day. Maybe they weren't. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, it, you're right. It does put things in perspective where now, I mean, this is for the CIC Trophy Army. I mean, and right. so that – but that also gives Navy a lot of motivation to play spoiler in this game too. And hey, so, listen, the, the game that we lost my sophomore year, right, 1991, we lost to a winless 0-11 Navy team. We were the only win. 
And we had a lot of different reasons. Our quarterback was injured and blah, blah, blah. A lot of excuses. But the fact of the matter is anybody can win this game. Literally anybody, no matter what the record is. Yeah. And it'll be interesting on Saturday from uh, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. First time the game's going to be in that Boston market, so to speak. And uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Um, Black Knight Nation will be there with some coverage. Uh, I plan on being there in person the hopefully on the field for most of the game too that's the great experience to witness those games and just you know like you say you gotta re remember those times when you're on the field lining up uh when navy's lining up and just the the physicality of those games right it that that hasn't changed over 30 years i'm imagining not at all not at all i mean some people say that you know we're still playing in the stone age and you know we're not throwing the ball around to you know the yard like everybody else is but man it is a physical game. The most, the more physical and desperate team will win yeah. uh, because that's what happens in rivalry games. But I really enjoy it. I mean, I got to tell you, I really enjoy the three three yards in a cloud of dust. We have a fullback. We run the triple option. So do they. It's a it's a mirror image a lot of times, and uh, the toughest person or the toughest team is going to win. Yeah, we'll we'll see with Army's offense what. Offense they reveal on right? Us out, right? I mean, yeah. who knows? I'd like they, to see them run the option, but it sure worked a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that they say that they went. Part of the reason why they went to this gun option was because they weren't scoring many points in these CIC games, and they wanted to do something different. But then you see the the results that they put up against Coastal Carolina a couple weeks ago, it's and you're like, game. man, it was a well oiled machine, pretty much. So. Um, I think you'll get a little bit of both, to be honest with you. I think they'll do a little bit under center, a little bit under shotgun. That's my opinion. Haven't seen any practices, not revealing any secrets at all. But, <laughs> it, but you know, I just think maybe they give they give Navy, keep Navy guessing, so to speak. And uh, and and it should be it should be interesting to um, to to watch. Um, just wanted to get talk that you talk a little bit about some of your teammates. Uh, we talked a little bit about you know Pat work. Uh, we talked a little bit about Joe Ross, and just you know you talked about a lot of the guys on the defensive line that you're still friends with today. That brotherhood seems to be pretty strong. You know, um, 30 years later, just talk about the relationships that and bonds that you you built with those, and maybe even into your military time too, right? Because sure. I know you served with Pat work. Yeah, so seven years. I was I was an army officer for seven years. Uh, two tours in Iraq and a year in Korea. My last duty station was uh, the 1st Striker Battalion, 2nd Infantry Division. And I was honored to serve as the fire support officer for General, well, then Lieutenant Colonel, but now retired General Mick Nicholson. Pat Work was a company commander inside of that battalion. His executive officer was Joe Shitano, who was a Army football captain. So there's a there's a really famous picture of all of us downrange on a training mission. General retired Nicholson there as our battalion commander and three Army former Army football captains, myself, Pat Work, and Joe Chitano, uh, which was super cool. And that brotherhood, no matter where we meet on the battlefield, no matter where we meet in service, um, when you're an Army football player, that is your defining moment. Uh, during your time in the military and super uh, elite fraternity, uh, super exciting, but expectations couldn't be higher, right? Your, yeah. The expectations to perform are incredibly high when you carry that title as Army football player. Do you remember a, a, a service moment? Like I know you said, because that's when you kind of 
maybe we're in the thick of it a little bit. Do you remember a service moment where there was that that bond that showed through, or maybe what you learned as an Army football player really helped you through a really tough time? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my first tour in Iraq, um, I was a second lieutenant, uh, just kind of getting my legs underneath me. And, you know, when you are in a forward operating position or a combat zone and you turn around and you look at those 20 other faces looking right back at you, realizing that your leadership is going to be the difference between them going home or not, um, lets you reflect back on your times as an army football player to say, listen, there are a lot of people that are depending on me. I must deliver. <laughs> and when you're under that pressure, because you've been under it for the last four years at West Point, um, you're much more comfortable in it in that moment than I think some other, some other folks who have gone a different route. Um, so I really cherish not only my time at West Point and, you know, the, the hardening of you as a leader, but as, a football player in front of 50,000 people every Saturday, um, it allows you to rise to those expectations when needed when needed uh, on the forward edge of freedom. Yeah, and I'm sure there were those times. And, uh, man, lots of, a lot of former Army football players talk about that, like the hardest thing that they might have experienced sometimes. Yeah, it was fun, right? Going to going to practices were fun, but sometimes they were also the, the, some of the hardest times. I mean, you – I mean, fresh, freshman year, Jim Young was your coach, but Bob Sutton for the for the uh, last three. And I mean, <laughs> just talking, just knowing stories about Bob Sutton. Do you have Do you have a good Bob Sutton story or? <laughs> um, Bob, have time for that. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you my best Bob Sutton story. It has nothing to do when we played. Right, we played. He was my coach. He was a defensive minded guy, wildly successful. A lot of people don't realize in the NFL. Yeah, I had a great NFL career. But uh, when Coach Sutton was uh, was coaching at the Kansas City Chiefs, I just I need I needed a reference and I wanted to you know le leverage his expertise. He picked up the phone on the first ring, and he addressed me like we were like I was still a cadet. He was amazingly cordial, willing to do whatever I asked him to do, and ultimately be ultimately was a very successful outing for both of us. Mm -hmm. But I was just really impressed with his trajectory of his career in the NFL. I'm actually now in the business world, but his willingness to support and do anything that I asked because of the time that we'd spent together was really, really unexpected. And I really thank him for that. And I could say, can't say enough nice things about Bob Sutton. I hear that a lot. I hear that, that that bond between him and his players that never ends. You know, I mean, you probably can call him to this day and he'll pick up the phone on the first ring, you know, the relationship there built is just amazing. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you're up to now or what happened after your, uh, you know, your military time and, uh, you know, give our give our listeners a little uh yeah i'll give you a 90 second version on what's happened to me now that i've been have stepped into the real world um i transitioned out of the military through notre dame i went to business school there i uh, had a real college experience for the first time for two years at notre dame which was a lot of fun um i spent 15 years at general electric and their healthcare business uh ran their interventional and x-ray business so healthcare has really been a passion of mine uh, because we're all patients whether or not you're in the healthcare system today or you will be tomorrow, health, making healthcare work in the United States is something that's a passion of mine. So I've spent a variety of different opportunities. Today, I run an organization uh, that's 
that basically helps the under or uninsured who have chronic illness find funding um, for their medical treatments. And uh, I work in a variety of different venture capital backed organizations uh, and looking at one now that's going to potentially treat um, retinopathy uh, for people who have diabetes and ultimately a huge side effect of diabetes is blindness. And so getting out in front of that and having an annual exam that's available for people in rural or uh, heavily populated urban cities is super critical uh, because diabetes is a big problem in our society. And so we're going to tackle that one next. But uh, super excited about healthcare. That's where my passion is. I love to meet customers. I love to help patients, specifically those that are um, under or uninsured because that's a big problem in the United States of America that we shouldn't have given that we're the wealthiest country in the world. Yeah. Good point. And uh, kind of given the way, the way of giving back to and trying to find ways to help those people. Right. It's For sure. Really. That's, that's really outstanding. Um, um, we, we went through a half an hour almost really quick here, Kevin, lots of good stories. Is there anything else you would like to leave us with before we, before we sign off here, maybe something that we maybe didn't get to. No, Sal, I really appreciate it. This has been super exciting. Um, I, my daughters will laugh about this because uh, they just they, they know my they, they know their dad very differently. Here's what I'd leave you with, um, because I think this would ring true for a lot of our uh, my fellow fo football players and even West Pointers. Um, never, ever, ever give up. Never. Continue. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It matters how you respond to it. And if you're ever thinking about giving up, please ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Um, and it's okay that every once in a while when you fall down to ask for help, because a lot of us vets, that's not our natural tendency. And it's okay. It's all right. Your brothers are here to help and we'll never give up on you. And I think that's a message that all the vets need to hear because what they've been through, a lot of people can't relate to, but we can, and we're here to help. Well said. Well said, Kevin. Really appreciate your time. Uh, this is Army-Navy week, right? And why not have one of the Army's captains on, the guy who has three Navy wins under, under his belt in his career. And, man, uh, pumped up for Saturday's uh, latest edition of the greatest rivalry in college football, right? Um, I agree. I agree. Hey, listen. It doesn't matter who got left out of the playoffs. What matters is who's going to the White House on Sunday. Let's go. Let's Navy. go. Nice. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Kevin. Really appreciate having you on. You bet. Take care.